Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlton. Today, I have a very special guest with us. I have Armin Anand, aka Andy, with Render.Club. Hey there, Andy. How's it going? I'm good. Thank you very much. How are you? It's a beautiful sunny day in Las Vegas. I can't complain. How about yourself? It's um, cloudy seven at 7.33 in the evening in the UK, so it's typical weather. Typical weather. <laughs> I, I understand. I was, it was like that when I was in Ohio, Northeast Ohio. It's cloudy every day. Like when the sun would come out, it was like a big event. People would go out and look at it because like, what is that thing? <laughs> yeah, they always said that if I, if I would ever move to U- US, I'd probably go there because I'll be used to the weather. So, uh, so yeah, I'd probably pop down to Ohio. It looked like a, a normal day for me, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Andy, why don't we just go ahead and get started and tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, based in um, United Kingdom, um, in, a, in, a, in a town known for Robin Hood. Um, I'm originally from London. Um, I'm currently two and a half hours out there at the moment uh, in a place called Nottingham. Um, I'm 28 years old. I turned 28 in May. Um, yeah, big gamer. Love gaming. Um, addicted to gaming. Uh, I'm a console, so I come from a console background. Not really ever played um, PC formats ever. Although it does fascinate me with the, you know, the flight simulators, the, the games that they have on Steam. I've always wanted to try, but I've never always had a computer which um, was uh, enough, powerful enough to actually use. So yeah, more of a console-based person. Um, and uh, yeah, I make music as well. I'm a producer. And um, uh, for my nine to five, I do a digital, I'm a digital marketing executive and a director. So uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, hands in different areas, and it's uh, it's it's really cool to, to to just keep busy, basically. Fantastic. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. So, but before we do, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask all my other guests. So, on a scale of one to ten, ten being high, how weird are you, Andy? <laughs> um, I'd probably say a solid, solid high, eight and a half. Eight and a half. Why is that? Yeah. Um, well, everyone, so, so I wouldn't class myself as a class clown. I'd just be like the class crazy dude. So, you know, uh, a lot of my friends love when I, you know, jump on party chat with them and just talk crazy nonsense to them. Um, I guess, I guess, you know, when you're, when you're a music producer or you're into gaming, you need to have a big imagination, right? So, you know, when you're younger, obviously kids, you know, like to play football, which is obviously soccer. Um, so yeah, football here, cricket, uh, was big here in, in England and, you know, doing all the sports stuff. And then there's me doing all that and also pretending I've got a lightsaber in my hand. Um, so, you know, it's just imagining a couple of droids coming after me or some stormtroopers in my head and doing this crazy kind of Dragon Ball Z imitations on the middle of the road or whatnot. So yeah, people know me that I'm, I'm a bit crazy in that aspect. Yeah. Certainly. And it's a little bit cultural because when we were speaking before the show um, on, a, on a phone call, you mentioned that being in the UK, things are a little more stodgy there. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, I, I'd say I'd say UK generally, you know, even when it comes to music, when it comes to arts in general, I mean, we we like to wait for another group of people to do something for us then to latch on to it. So we're very narrow-minded. If we think something's really different here, we're we like, whoa, like, okay, that's different. We, we don't really like that. But, uh, you know, I guess uh, stuff in the US, you guys are, are pretty open to new stuff and, you know, it, more accepting as in we're very, very, um, very narrow-minded and hard to, hard to please, I guess. All right. All right, well, so this is the Gamerpreneur. So I'm gonna need your gaming cred. When did you first start playing? 
Cool. Um, so yeah, I started at the age of, I remember this very well. So I, at the age of five, it was my birthday. And I believe um, roughly, I think a few weeks before my birthday, the PlayStation one came out. My father and my mother took me to a, uh, a game store and but there's this huge box. And I remember on the counter, I didn't know what, what it was. And my parents were, you know, obviously over enthusiastic because it's my birthday, whatever. Hey, we got you a PlayStation. And I was like, oh, brilliant. You know, I don't know what this is. And I remember the, P uh, the PlayStation 1 box. It was the original. And it had the Need for Speed, the first ever Need for Speed game. And it had the alloys. I think they had um, on the actual cover, it was a picture of an alloy, I believe, with smoke coming out of it. And it had it on the box. And I unpacked it, and little did I know, I'm 28 now, and I'm still playing PlayStation. So uh, I'd say, you know, the first ever uh, console that, you know, uh, I really loved playing and first getting into video games was thanks to the Sony PlayStation um, and also arcades, going to, you know, your cinema. And, um, you know, you've got your arcades there in the cinema area, and I used to love playing uh, Virtual Cop uh, by Sega, Virtual Cop 2, Time Crisis. They, they were my favorite. Uh, Daytona. Uh, Daytona USA with that, you know, that Daytona, that crazy song that they used to have. Um, I still got it in my head. Um, so yeah, big arcade fan and big PlayStation fan. So that's where I started from, to be fair. Fantastic. And you've just continued it as a lifelong passion? That's right. Um, so, you know, got pretty much all the consoles. I moved to PS2, PS3, uh, now PS4. Um, obviously, it's, it used to be done as recreational. Um, so, you know, whenever you've got free time. When I was at university, um, you know, FIFA was is still very big. So that platform, it was very, very big to boast how good you are at FIFA during, you know, your 18-year-old to 25, 26-year-old uh, lifespan. Um, it still is now, um, but, you know, we'd have tournaments and stuff, especially during, during university, you know, when you're living together with, with a bunch of people, we'd just be playing that pretty much like six, seven hours a, uh, in a row. So, yeah. Wonderful. All right. So what are you playing now? So right now, it's so funny. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, your PlayStation 1 used to have at least 40, 50 discs uh, across the lifespan, right? And you'd obviously then go trade it in. I've looked at my PlayStation today. I've only got three games on there. I don't know if that's because it's a memory issue, thanks to Warzone. But um, right now, I've got FIFA, um, uh, the new FIFA 20, uh, obviously. Um, then I've got the NBA, because um, I love basketball. I don't know how to play it, but I still try to play it. <laughs> Trying to get into the American sports. Um, Star Wars Battlefront 2, that's just for nostalgic reasons, because I used to love Star Wars Battlefront on the PS2. Um, that was game changer for me and uh call of duty and 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 fortnite i've got i love i really love battle royale i think that's a brilliant brilliant amazing concept that they've come out with wonderful all right so this is kind of one of those fun questions yeah desert island scenario you get one game for the rest of your life power cable ethernet cord what is it oh man okay i'm gonna have to go with this uh, uh with gta uh the, gta the which one the new, well, the one which is out now, which they seem to not want to bring a new one in. But yeah, that one, uh, simply because it's, op I love open sandbox games. So um, yeah, GTA would be, because it, I'll have loads of things to do, you know, I can go shoot someone up or I can get shot myself, you know, you know, whatever I can do, you know, I can go for a cruise. Um, I think that will keep me very, very occupied for about 
a full you know a couple of days before i go crazy so yeah <laughs> I love it. yeah all right, yeah. so let's get to the preneur part of Gamerpreneur. Can you please tell me a little about your professional background and how you ended up where you're at? Yeah, so um, I actually did a degree in English literature. Um, so that was done. And I always kind of wanted to get into marketing. So, you know, I uh, once I graduated, I started working for a few agencies and, you know, worked my way up working from startups within the tech community. I love, I love tech. So... I tried to stay in that within that community there to work. So kind of went up the ranks, um, you know, doing digital marketing um, and then moving myself up to exec level. And yeah, now I'm now, you know, Touchwood, I had, had the opportunity of being a marketing director for a startup company, which is, which is amazing. Um, and yeah, I guess, I guess that's where I come from in terms of, um, uh, you know, background in terms of that. I'm, officially you know digital marketing director now so it's it's great it's really fun to, to be in that to be fair beautiful and okay so let's uh render.club can you tell us a little bit about that yes yeah, so render.club we are currently making a marketplace for gamers uh and video editors so we are targeting both the gaming markets and uh and content creators online um so there's two funnels and basically what we're trying to do is have a really cool workspace where and marketplace where a gamer would come onto our website, join the club, hence the render.club situation, and find a video editor that they can uh, they can meet through their portal and understand. You know, they're trying to build relationships. We're all about relationship building here. And what would happen is basically they'd get into an agreement, um, and uh, they can uh, you know offer to to get five videos done or, or one video done for just to test the waters out. And the video editor would then, you know, create their their gaming montage or footage or highlights they want to clip from their Twitch stream or however long stream from whatever platform there is, and basically then, you know, purchase for their transaction and and there you go, you have a you have a, a brand new edited video. I'm trying to trying to really target the the new gamers because we know how big this gaming industry is, right? When you know, obviously, off call, I, I was speaking to you about it, how how massive this industry is. And I think it might be a little bit too too much for a new gamer to get in and really realize the scope. So we've decided to obviously make this little platform here to make it sound, you know, much more easier and much more, um, you know, the process is much more calmer. So they don't have to go out on, on Twitter on, and find themselves a video editor that they don't have a clue about. They can, you know, be backed by the render club and have a, you know, have a really good CV or resume and, and, and feel confident that they, they're, giving their money to an editor who will be able to churn out their, what, what their desires are. So Render Club essentially is that. It's, a, it's going to be a cool marketplace for gamers. We're targeting them. So, you know, we'll have cool features which are relevant to the gaming community. And we'll also have relevancy for the video editing community as well. So the, the, the messages of the, you know, let's say, for example, the briefs, make them quite um, clear and concise for a video to, to get on with their job and for the gamer to sit back and relax and wait for their new video to come out. Very cool. All right, that's a fantastic idea you got there. What, what, how did you like come up with it? I, I know you have a business partner, like who came up with it and like what got you into this? Sure, so it's actually my business partner's idea. So his name is Nav. Um, so Nav uh, in January, I think, oh, I think it was just roughly around Christmas time, 
we were pondering at you know becoming streamers because we again do uh, with the whole how weird are you question we are pretty weird together um and uh individually we are also weird so uh we thought you know people people have always said to me personally you should stream you should stream you'll get views you know people will like who you are and you're crazy i'm not the best gamer but i'm sure i can entertain someone so they um you know we we thought let's let's try streaming for example but then we realized you know uh okay we're streaming we're not getting any views um what what do the gamers do so what they do is they stream um on twitch or whatever it is they 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 stream on and then basically they clip their content right and they put it on youtube and then obviously they get their viewership from there as well um for highlights of their best bits we realized we don't really know how to video edit properly or we don't really know how to so we don't really have the time to sit there for an hour and uh clip the best content so we thought oh okay i don't think there is anything out there which is just dedicated to gamers um and video editors why don't we make our own platform obviously you've got your you've got your um freelance co- uh, sites which are currently out there but they don't necessarily only cater to the gaming industry they 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 hold a you know a big big variety of services which is great but i don't think there's anything that's targeted to gamers per se um and and really understands their frustration really understands the video editor's frustration i mean i'm on reddit all the time and people are like oh, how do i how do i um where can i get business from you know i need to find a gamer or i need to find some content creator i want to create content but i don't know where to start uh, hopefully this will be the um the catalyst for that and people will feel welcome to join our our community so we thought you know let's let's create this and let's give it a go and that that's where the problem actually lied from where we didn't really know how to you know edit stuff basically and and sit there for an hour or clip it so yeah yeah fantastic so uh with your marketing background i'm assuming that you're essentially helping promote this that's correct um so the way we're going to work is basically i'll be doing all uh, you know front of house marketing branding etc you know brand partnerships hopefully one day in the future touchwood um and and all things you know that people will see so you know with email marketing and stuff like that uh whereas my uh ceo the my partner nav he is the programmer so he does stuff that i have no idea what what it is but it's all to do with coding you know the actual website because there's going to be a lot of intricate um coding that needs to be done within the website per se um you know with all the you know servers and stuff like that we need to obviously make sure we accommodate to a gamer to upload a big big file because i know these files that if they're getting raw data for an hour of a video footage you're looking at least minimum a gig 2 gig right so you know we need to make sure we accommodate that and that's what he's handling so i guess we've got a really good 50/50 here so you know i handle all the trying to bring the business in while he actually creates the product so yeah okay wonderful so i um i love talking to marketing people especially on my show because like my goal on the show is to teach gamer sales and marketing Like yeah. that was that's what got me into doing the show as I looked at streamers I looked at esports players I looked at like just the whole just general field and there's a very yeah. very very small percentage of gamers who have any clue what they're doing. That's so, correct. Yeah, so that's correct. What advice do you have for, you know, the average person who wants to promote themselves and become a brand or start a brand or start a company? Yeah, I think number 1 is invest in your brand. Um you need to, you know, little, little things to think of yourself as a shop. Like why would people want to watch your stuff? Um you, if you've got a great personality, you need to show that. Um therefore, you know, get a webcam and make sure people can see the face behind the voice. Um and make sure when you're so when you're doing social media marketing, you you've got to basically 
push your brand in such a way where everything's consistent, you know, you've got to get organized. It's, it's got to be done. Um, so I'm talking about logo design, you know, find a logo designer that will, that's in your budget to create your logo, get yourself an online print. That's the way I see everything. A digital print. Everyone needs a digital print in this day and age. A Google search. If they want to search, you know, your, your, your game attack, what are they going to see on Google? Um, are they going to see the, ideally what you want is your Instagram, your, your Twitter, your Twitch page or your whatever streaming service you use, you want them to come up first. So, and the only way you're going to do that is if you build your content, you build your brand, make you make your stuff really interesting, you know, clip the, the really, uh, the really funny parts or stuff that's really going to cause an engagement on your social media profile. So that's, that's probably what I'd say. Okay. Fantastic. Um, so like what, what are some concrete steps in, uh, a streamer might be able to take in order to increase their viewership other than I branding? Think, Cause that's kind of a, a general. Yeah, sure. Thing. I think another thing is also invest in your viewers. So, you know, whenever you get a new viewer, really invest in that person. Why have they come onto your channel? Um, you know, there's millions of channels out there. Why have they come onto yours? Are they just randomly streaming? How are you going to keep them, um, occupied and how are you going to keep them, you know, stay on? So what I'd say was if you see a new streamer that's come on, sorry, a new viewer that's come on and you subscribe to you now, uh, what are you going to do to, to, for him to stay, you know, talk to him or her, whoever it is, um, make sure you make them feel included. Make sure you're, you've got to think of yourself as a community, as a, as a, as a network, you, you're trying to build your, your, your kind of status. But the only way people do that is relying on other people. That's how all these streamers are doing well, because what are they, what are they judging it off? It's off streaming, stream views, right? So it's the, how many people are viewing you? So the only reason why is because they've invested in those people, you know, taking time to shout them out, you know, and stuff like that. You, you've got to, you've got to really invest in, in the people that, that have decided to click that, you know, view button or subscribe button or comments. Um, someone commented you saying, Hey, good job on, on, no scoping or quick scoping or whatever you want to do, you know, you've got to say, thank you. You can't just ignore them because they want to, you know, as much as you do, they want to feel a sense of belongingness as well. They want to join a movement, which they feel comfortable in. So I'd say, I'd say, you know, you've got to invest in people. Number one. Fantastic. All right. How did you learn all this? Cause like you said, you were an English major, which is kind of funny, but um, you, how did, how did you study marketing and how can somebody else follow in your footsteps and study marketing as well? Sure. Um, it, the thing is, with my marketing journey, it was all self-taught. I didn't do any courses. Obviously, as, as you've mentioned, I came from an hey, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, what you do realize is basically there are several steps and basic principles within market. Obviously, marketing, sorry. Obviously, you have your people get a lot of people come to me and say, what is SEO? What is PPC? Uh, what is Google AdWords? They, I think what's happening is these, you know, these acronyms, for example, I've put a lot of people off because they think that's all there is to marketing. Marketing is a big umbrella. So what you need to do is you need to pinpoint at the first, you need to start your theory, right? You need to understand, you know, what, what it is that marketers do and how do they do it well? How do people push a product out, for example? Um, and, and, and how do they get engagement? Once you start learning, you know, okay, cool. I'm going to put a, uh, really cool post up to uh, increase engagement, you know, or a question up and uh, on your social media and you see people, you know, commenting on that and having debates on that as much. There are trolls, um, organic, organic, uh, interaction is by far the most powerful you can ever do. Uh, a it's, you know, you don't need to pay for it. You don't need to promote anything and B it's, it's getting other people involved. You're dragging, 
people from other networks involved into your post. So I'd always say, look at the basics, start from, you know, understanding what marketing is. Don't look at SEO. Don't look at PPC for now. Forget all, all those technical words that might, you know, frazzle your brain. Just understand how marketing works, what type of marketing actually interests you because a lot of people uh, have 360 experience, but they eventually kind of simmer down to one or, or two direct concentrated marketing. So I've done all sorts. So I started from a 360 marketing. Then I went into a agency where I just purposely just did technical SEO because I wanted to understand how do I, how do I elevate someone's uh, webpage, for example, how do I get them to page one? And all I did for, for a year was bang, bang SEO uh, keywords on, you know, on SEM rush, for example, uh, which is a platform to actually implement your SEO strategy. So find out first what interests you in marketing, what type of interest, do you, uh, sorry, what type of marketing interests you and just research, go on YouTube. YouTube's your best friend, man, and Google. So I'd say, I'd say those are the, uh, the, the two uh, elements I'd say. Very cool. All right. So Andy, what makes you special? What makes you unique and so good at what you do? Uh, <laughs> oh, to be fair with you, I, I, I think what makes uh, what people say that I'm the reason why I'm good at you know doing what I do is because I'm passionate about it. I think that's also a flaw uh, because with me, if I don't like something, I don't put 100% in it at all. And you can you will clearly tell when I don't care about something. So that's that's a downside. But when you, when it's something that really interests me or I'm really passionate about, you're gonna get 110% from me. That's probably what really fuels my you know. Uh, drive to to excel basically that it's just the passion that really helps um, I kind of wear my passion on my arm so you can actually see it uh, uh, flourish basically fantastic all right so how long have you been uh, doing this marketing then so I am now in uh, what's it 2020 now yeah so um, six years now I've been marketing six for years. six years yes, Wonderful. That's right. All right. right. So if you could go back six years in time and you could go talk to little Andy you know, you know hey little yeah. Andy um, here's some advice that you're going to learn over this journey, but this is the one thing you need to know. What's that one thing? Be direct in what I want to do because what I was doing was I was trying to do stuff which had overall results. Uh, 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 sorry, uh, a host of results. So for example, I did an English major with English majors. What do people associate that with Every, a lot of a host of um, industry? you can get into teaching is one of them people say but there was it was too big it was like I finished uni and I didn't know what I wanted to do well, did I want to get into teaching it didn't really interest me um, so you know marketing was another subcategory and I picked that out of all things and I needed I needed to learn to be a bit more direct because um, I like to you know what, what I've learned back in the day was I'm always trying to look at doing something that gives me multiple options but then when I was reached, uh, we reached that stage with multiple options, um, I got confused. I didn't really know what I was trying to do and w w what should I pick. And, you know, I wasn't consistent through with what I wanted to do. So, yeah, definitely, definitely go direct. It's the best way. All right. Uh, how about if somebody was just starting into the industry? You got any advice for them? Uh, so was, was that with the with marketing or would yeah, that be marketing? Because yeah, you're still building Render Club, so I mean, 100, yeah, um, so yeah. So with marketing, I'd say you know, uh, pick pick something that really interests you. Um, you know, find which industry suits you as well. So whether you're into sports or whatever it is, 
go into that, understand how people market within that industry. And basically you'll be able to pick that up and it will start working um, like clockwork for you. It will all start making sense. Don't think of overall marketing tech techniques, go into the industry you like. So for example, esports. understand how, you know, these, these esports teams, these games, how they market and why they market and who they market to, and it will start making sense. All right, right on. All right, so at this point, I want to pull back a little bit, and cool. I want to focus on on some character traits of your own because you know I believe that our biggest um, learning points in our lives are when we fail, and usually fail, fail horribly, and we are able to pick ourselves up and like shake it off and then move on with our lives, but with that baggage of knowing something more. So I want to know, you know, you've you've done all these incredible things. You're starting this business, but what is something that you have failed at, and what did you learn from it? Yeah. Um, so would this be something that's pers uh, uh, from a personal experience or would this be from a business experience? Either or, which whatever sticks out to oh, you most. Um, yeah. So I guess, I guess, um, I think one of the things that I tried to do, um, what, what, what I was doing at university was I was doing a lot of university events, right? Um, so I was doing a lot of the club scene there. Um, that was, that was going great. And then obviously I've always wanted to kind of be my own boss. So me and my business partner previously decided to open up another app. Um, so this was before uh, uh, render.club. So yeah, we, we opened this app. We tried to, you know, uh, make it happen. Yeah, unfortunately it did fail, um, but that's startup life. And that was my first ever experience of, I guess, corporate per se failure of something you've tried to build up. And yeah, it was a big, big kick in the teeth, um, you know. Um, but now when I think of render, it's like the stuff that I didn't know back then I'm, I'm, we've already bypassed those issues and we're working, you know, really, really well now. And, and we've, we've learned from our mistakes on how to, you know, overcome certain things, you know, start it, startup life is hard. Um, you've got to do everything yourself. And, um, we, you know, just, just little things, some like working in scrum, for example, or, you know, working in sprints, you know, we, 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 we've kind of bettered ourselves. And now that I think of it, I'm happy that kind of failed because, I wasn't ready, you know, mentally, uh, I wasn't ready to, to run a business at that age. I was quite, I was still, I was roughly around 24. I think I was 24, 25. Yeah. So, you know, what you learn over the years is really, really, uh, uh, you know, kind of gold basically. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say that was a, that was a failure, but, um, in essence, it, it it's not a big as a big failure as possible because we've, we were running smoothly so far, touch wood on render club, but we've learned from our mistakes, which is great. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, kind of another personal question. What is something you think people misunderstand about you when they first meet you? <laughs> so I was looking at, so that's, that's an interesting question. I think, I think a lot of people, um, it's funny because I think it's just the way I dress. I dress very, um, I don't know what the term is in, uh, over there, but, uh, over here we call it hood. So hood being quite urban, you know, like, um, that's the same here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, well, yeah, there you go. So I guess people think that, you know, when, when they hear me speak to different clientele, because I can, uh, I've been brought up in, uh, in such a way where you learn to adapt and speak well with different people, you know, however they speak, you speak in on their terms. So they're comfortable with it. 
um, and especially during my work experience, you know, uh, after university, I was I was speaking to like people of head of procurement at, at Apple, for example. So you know, there's a way you talk. You know, there's a, there's that whole corporate voice, for example. And whenever I go into meetings and stuff, people are quite shocked. So I say they they think that I might be too hood. But then they realize, oh, wow, okay, cool. He can actually speak well. So I guess that's probably one thing, especially because I do music as well. I think I fit the narrative of, you know, producer, gangster, whatever. But that's, that's definitely not me at all. At all. Now let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, what got you into music? Sure. Um, yeah, I've, I've loved music from day one. I've been brought up with various genres. My dad used to love... Uh, it's, it's all been American music, to be fair. We've really loved, you know, my dad used to love the, um, you know, the breakdancing era. So you had your uh, Soul Sonic Force, the 80s, you know, with the boom box and stuff. So that was the stuff I grew up on. And then I grew up, obviously, because I'm um, of Sikh descent. So we've got our Punjabi culture, which is like Bangra music. So that's from India uh, in the Punjab. So I was exposed to all these genres. And, you know, there was people back in the day who were merging the two genres together. Obviously, you've probably heard of Punjabi MC, um, the guy who did the track with Jay-Z and stuff. And mm -hmm. that track still plays today. And that was made in 2000 and God knows when, when I was probably like 10. Uh, and it still plays today. So I've been brought up in such a big musical kind of influence. And I actually was a beatboxer. So I used to beatbox. Um, I used to... Uh, I was started at the age of 16. Um, I used to I used to do a lot of performances. Um, I also toured. Um, so I did a tour with a radio DJ here, a big radio DJ here in England. And we went to India. We, did, we caught four, flight, four flights in six days. That was pretty crazy. And I went back to university like nothing happened. So, um, you know, everyone asked me, where did you go? And I said, if I told you, you wouldn't believe me. So uh, I had to take a week off just to, to get back on the jet lag. But then I trying to kind of, during university, I transitioned from beatboxing to, uh, to basically going into uh, music production. So from 2015, I've been uh, producing music actively. Um, and yeah, it's doing pretty well so far. Right on, very cool. Um, yeah, we'll have to talk about that some more because I have my own experience in the music industry, which we've mentioned before. Yeah, sure, but, sure. But uh, so this has been a fantastic interview, Andy. How do, how do people find you? Where are you at on social media? Yeah, so, um, well, because I've got so many personas right now, and obviously Render.club isn't, isn't, um, isn't kind of live just yet. We're still in early phases. You can get me on, uh, on, on social media. Uh, my, I'll go by my music profile name, which is uh, Equinox, which is spelled E-K-K-W-I-N-O-X. Uh, the render.club will be, you know, very, very soon opening up um, with our landing page due to be released next week. So that'll be great. Um, and yeah, feel free to go on to that. So it'll be, it'll be the domain name will be render.club straight. No, no dot coms, not dot UKs. It'll be just render.club. It'll make us a little bit different and we'll take it from there. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. So is there anything else you want to cover? Anything I didn't ask you think we still need to talk about? Um, to be fair, I think we, 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 we kind of targeted um, pretty much everything already uh, for, for this kind of, it's interesting because um, before we spoke, it's great to kind of get maybe a before and after we were saying, so this is like the before stage and uh, it'll be great to, you know, obviously touch base with you, you know, once we're up and running, you know, a year down the line or whatever, and tell you more about how we are facing, you know, challenges or whatever we found out about the gaming industry and how it works and whatnot. So, Yes, it's really interesting to, you know, I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity today. Um, and it'll be really interesting to hear this a year from now and then give you a call and say, hey, Bradford, you know, we've, we've, 
we've gone we've come far uh, you know a long way so let's let's just see what happens absolutely all right well andy thank you so much we genuinely appreciate you coming on with us it's my pleasure thank you so much appreciate it all, all right and on that note i'm going to remind everybody else don't be just a gamer be a gamerpreneur <laughs> <laughs>